Hey, you know what? Welcome to it. It's Friday. What a day to talk about the coronavirus, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yay. Let's talk about how we could all die or not. Bill O'Reilly is also on with us. I think I might rather talk about how we could all die. We're also gonna we're also gonna talk to uh, Joe Lieberman later on in the program just about you know the Palestinians, and I think they're right on this. How dare you offer a two state solution <laughs> and then expect us to walk away from terrorism? Who are you to judge? <laughs> well, I just thought you wanted a two state solution. It might be good. Carter Page and an interview I did with him, um, and, and it is out right now. It is, uh, it's an amazing thing. Sat down with him for 90 minutes and talked to him just about what's it like to be spied on by the government? What's it like to have them go to the FISA court and tap your phones, tap your, your internet, spy on you, put microphones and cameras on you all the time without your, your knowledge when you didn't do anything? It's a fascinating interview. We'll get into that. And today, to call more witnesses or not to call more witnesses. Let me just summarize. Romney. This is the Glenn Beck Pro. Oh, my gosh, Pat. It is so good to see you. Oh, oh thank you for freeing me from that stew monster. <laughs> he is just a... Oh, He's relentless. 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 How you doing, Pat? Good. 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 Thanks for filling in. Uh, Stu, yep. as always, is uh, on his Super Bowl trip. Uh, he goes to the Super Bowl, and uh, it's a it's nothing but, you know, snorting coke off the belly of hookers for him for two days. Mm-hmm. He gets it mm-hmm. out of his system, and then he comes back, and he's a completely moral guy. Mostly. Well, yeah. Uh, I think he breaks down again around Memorial Day. <laughs> yeah. Around Memorial Day. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because yeah. I, I mean, mean, who doesn't? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. You know, which which non-service <laughs> member of us mm-hmm. doesn't just break down around Memorial Day? And there have aren't to do, any people like you that. Know, no. Have to do blow or something, mm-hmm. you know, off the belly of hookers. Because that's the way, I think, as Stu says, that's the way Jesus would want it. <laughs> now, I disagree with that, but. It's Stu. So anyway, uh, Pat, one word Mm -hmm. in context of today, Romney. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meaning he may vote for witnesses. May? Well, I I want him to, honestly. I I just want to get this out. And as you've said several times, Lance, that boil. Okay, they're just going to be relentless if they don't have some sort of witness... Event I think there are two ways to look at this, and yeah. and you know, quite honestly, <laughs> the way we look at it is the right way. Obviously, all those dummies that disagree with us, <laughs> well, you're just plain wrong. Uh, there's two ways to look at it, and I think the one way which everybody, including me, is looking at this, you just want it over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know there is nothing to this, and this is. John Bolton is another oh, the steel dossier. Proves it. Oh, uh, Mueller proves it. Oh, my gosh. Vince, uh, I mean, uh, not Vince Flynn, but uh, what's his name? Uh, General Flynn. It proves it. Oh, this phone call. It proves it. None of these things. Every time they make them into a big deal and not mm-hmm. one of them have made 
have moved the needle at all. None of them are what they say it is. Okay. Right. So when you when you're looking at John Bolton, I think conservatives generally have supported John Bolton his whole career. Mm-hmm. We like him. Right. We trust him. Uh, and I don't want to throw him under the bus. I think he's wrong here on the the way he's approached this with the book. Yes, and the way that Democrats have treated him is so hypocritical. Oh my I mean, gosh. They, they they talked about how his lack of credibility when you know before when he was nominated for the UN position and and all along the line they've hated this guy and now hated. all of a sudden they got to hear the truth from oh, yeah. John Bolton. And John Bolton's the only one that can tell us the truth. Right. And I don't want to play the opposite. He's lying. I don't think John Bolton is lying. I don't think John Bolton has anything real to say, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, it, because I know John Bolton, and I think he is a man of credibility. I think his credibility has been destroyed by him taking a big payday from Simon & Schuster to write a book. No. Now, does he have anything in the book? Here's why it should happen, in my opinion. There's two ways to look at this. There's nothing there. I'm tired of this. Let's move on. Okay? That's all understandable, and I feel that way. However, uh, and wait, there's three ways. Also, the legal way. The president has won his case. No attorney. You know, let's say your, your job is at stake. Your, uh, your life is at stake. Your name is at stake. Everything's at stake. And the prosecution comes in with this guy who's like, no, I got Pat Gray. He's going to testify against Glenn. He's got a big book deal coming out in a little while. Oh, they don't want to hear from Pat. It's been his best friend. He's been there for 30 years. What does he have to say? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm I'm like, well, geez, Pat has turned on me. Don't worry about it. Pat has nothing. We can take him apart because I know Pat. And I know what Pat has seen, and I I can tell you everything about it. No attorney would say, okay, let's do that. You'd say, no, but if it's Pat, my best friend, and he he goes off and he's going to release this book, let's at least get him on the stand so I can cross-examine him because the the media will run all of the, the book release stuff from him. They will do they will do fawning interviews because they want to destroy me no one will ask tough questions well and you can yeah. do that under the auspices of the trial correct so the way to do it is to have him testify so you can hold his feet to the fire mm-hmm. when everyone is watching and you have all that information out of the way right taking care of it now it's now pat's now pat's book is worthless because we've right. already heard it in the trial it didn't it didn't hurt me. It didn't do anything. So Pat can do whatever he wants. But what are you going to read in the, his book? We've already heard it all. Mm-hmm. So it destroys the book. It destroys the book tour because there's nothing new to go over. But if you don't mm-hmm. do it, when that book is released, it's a huge event. And you have a fawning media that wants John Bolton to be saying bad things about the president so the Democrats can then say, you know what, let me tell you this right now, John Bolton, did you see that interview? I hope you didn't watch it too long because there's really nothing there, but I know (laughs) you didn't watch it so we can spin it this way, and that's the information we had in this president and the Republican Party. They're now stealing this election. 
That's what will happen. Yeah. But no attorney, if I were Trump's attorney, I would say, end it. End it. You won. Okay? End it right now. Push for acquittal. Do not put another witness on. And if you believe you've won, uh, what are you going to super win by keeping keeping it going even further? Right. No, you're not. Right. But as Nancy Pelosi said, if they don't do the trial, and th- this is what they're going to hammer the whole year, uh, the whole campaign year, it, 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 there was no acquittal because they didn't do a trial. They didn't actually do a trial. They, were, they didn't actually care about the truth. So they just shut it all down and didn't get to the truth. That's what we're going to hear the whole time, right up to the election. And I just don't want, I don't want them to have that talking point. Well, there is a way to get rid of that talking point. Um, and, and I think beside the trial, you could end the trial today. Um, we have something and I wish I could come out with it today. I mean, I can't tell you how hard I have fought internally. Can we just do this special now? Um, because I Mm -hmm. want it out before the trial, but we can't do it. We have certain things that have to fall into place for us to be able to release this. Mm -hmm. But I am telling you, I read the script last night and it still has chunks in it that are not buttoned up, but we think we're getting the paperwork to prove it because um, we've seen it. We just don't have it in hand. And as I'm looking at it and reading this, I looked at my staff last night. I mean, I read it last night with the staff around me, and as I'm reading, it's like 40 pages. And I said, this is the most powerful special we've ever done this may be the biggest story we have ever broken. Wow. It is. Wow. It's hmm. shocking, and it's much more. The corruption, everything we said that was going on, it all's gone on. But there is a deeper story to it that is, uh, how can I put this without, uh, it is, It is a a story that has driven the news on uh, a couple of presidents, and uh, and I can't I just can't say it, it is a huge huge story, and it is not about this president. It's about Barack Obama. We found something that the Obama administration uh, was doing that will will destroy destroy the obama administration and its legacy uh to the left you're talking about the scandal free barack obama administration scandal free no this is this this huh. will piss the left off wow so much the left will be like excuse me and uh we're going to expose that. So if they don't do this trial, believe me, what we are going to expose uh, next Thursday. Uh, and it, by the way, we're opening it up. It'll be free. We want everybody to see it. It's not going to be behind the paywall. You'll be able to see it on uh, YouTube and Facebook and, and all of our uh, platforms for free. But watch it um, because it, it is it, you can end this trial and begin a new trial that must be done. And you're not talking about trying Obama. You're talking about exposing Obama 
and then exposing all of the people that were involved in it. And it's beyond corruption. And I can't, you'll understand what I mean by that. But it is, it is corrupt, illegal, unconstitutional, but beyond corruption. I thought this mm. was about corruption and power. Mm-mm. It is about that with some. Hunter Biden is is involved his next is into his neck up um but it is it is the worst that we have seen in the past from presidents uh two of which i know um uh, went through massive trials in history for this um and it is an affront to congress the constitution all of it so you want to close this down, great, close it down. But they must now go back and say, how did this happen? We spent $34 million on, on uh, a Mueller report. The Mueller report did, did nothing. Mueller report did nothing, had nothing. Mm-hmm. This started from before he was even in office. And now this one, how many millions of dollars in time was wasted on this one? What was that really about? And it is not about just protecting Joe Biden. It's really not. And I can lay out the case that that is not what um, that is not what uh, Donald Trump was doing. He knows. He knows what was going on. I can take you to all the things in the phone call in the July 25th phone call that didn't make sense. And things that we were like, why would he say that? Now we know we found one piece and we're like, follow that. And it connects all of it. And the timing is beyond, dare I use the word, perfect. It's beyond perfect. So what do you think happens today, Stu? Or even Pat? I I think they probably... Uh, I think they probably blocked the witnesses. Yeah, I mean, it, it looked like earlier in the week they couldn't stop it. Now it looks like they're almost certainly going to. I think because what, I mean, Lamar Alexander came out yesterday and he said, seen enough. I've seen enough. There's even, well, no matter what mm-hmm. John Bolton says, it's not impeachable. Right. So it doesn't matter. And I like that look at it. I do too. Um, you know, but if it doesn't matter, then... Why not do it anyway, other than this just is dragging it on. Mm-hmm. But I like that approach. It doesn't matter. Now, Romney, I don't think, is doing it for the reason we think he should do it. I think he just really thinks, well, now, wait a minute, there might be something there that we should uh, look into. I don't think he's doing it politically. I think I think Romney is so... Um, he is he is so self-aggrandized himself that he's forgotten that he represents the people of the state of Utah. He's representing Mitt Romney because I don't believe the people in Utah want him to uh, to do this. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, he won. What did what did Trump win by? Eighteen points in Utah. Yeah, and Utah was not a state that was raw raw. Donald Trump. Trump. They kind of held their nose because of his personal life. They Mm -hmm. held their nose and voted for him. 
But things change. They still, I don't think, like him the way he behaves personally in the tweets and everything else. But they have seen, like I have seen, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. There are some amazing things that he is doing. Romney still doesn't like him. And Romney, I think, still thinks he's better than than Donald Trump and everyone else in the Senate. I mean, I think mm-hmm. he be- really, truly believes, and I, quite honestly, I think he's part of a problem of uh, trying to tell everybody that he's the reasonable one. And Mike Lee is this crazy extremist. And I don't think that's going to fly. I hope not. They've done, the, they've done that to Mike Lee, though, for a while. Yeah, they have. Yeah. They, I, I don't know how the powers that be in Utah paint him as an extremist, and it's it's awful, it's wrong, and it's it's not true. It's not. Mike Lee is the most reasonable mm-hmm. uh, senator thoughtful. among the thoughtful. He's he's worked with Bernie Sanders on things. When yeah. he can make a connection on the Constitution, he'll do it. Mike Lee is. I mean, if Mike Lee was the one saying no, we should hear witnesses. I would go with Mike Lee Mm -hmm. because there's not really political bones in his body. He hates that. Cares about the Constitution. Only cares about the Constitution. And Mm -hmm. uh, Mitt Romney, I think, is... I I don't... I I just... I mean, there's not been a, a, a bigger disappointment. No, Roger Ailes. Not even been a bigger disappointment than Mitt Romney. He is just... Uh, he's he's politically smarmy, I think. He is. So good luck with that. Uh, here's Mitt Romney in Utah underwater in the polls. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello and welcome to the program. I want to talk to you a little bit about the uh, coronavirus Something isn't right on this. It's just something's not right. Um, and, and here's why I say this. I want to believe that the Chinese have learned their lessons from the past. And the avian flu and, uh, uh, and all the flus past the, uh, what was the other one? that uh, SARS. Yeah, SARS, that the world chastised them. And those communists went, you know what? We should be more open with information. Okay, now that's that possible. Does, yeah, maybe, but never happens. Yeah, never, never happens. It's never happened, even during the period called Glasnost, which meant openness, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what it meant? Openness in the period of Glasnost in the former Soviet Union. This is at the end when you know, hey, you know what? We want to be less communist and more like you guys. We're going to be open. Chernobyl goes off. We can see the cloud. We can measure the radiation. And they're like, what? No, that's probably coming from your microwave oven. I mean, it was insane. All right. So maybe they've changed, but probably not. Now, the reason why we're not so freaked out right now, and and I think that's a good thing, is that we are believing the numbers given to us Uh, by the Chinese to the WHO. We don't really know what's happening. We don't have any idea. But, Pat, what are the latest totals? I know it's, what, just over 200 worldwide that have died? Yeah. and How many infection? infection? Something like 8,500 infected. Okay. Was the last number I heard, but it goes up quickly uh, and exponentially. Yeah. Okay, so 8,500 are infected, Mm -hmm. 200 are dead. 
Now, some of those numbers are coming from the West, but most of those numbers are in, um, in China. Now, everyone's saying, and I've, I've, look, I've done my research on the flu and the pandemic for years, for tw- two decades, for 20 years I've been studying this stuff because scientists have said another one is coming, okay? It's only a matter of time. So I've gone back through my notes and I've looked at the stuff that we have done before. We've looked at the science. We've done all of our work. And what bothers me is this one seems to have all of the earmarks of the one that everyone's been saying in the scientific world. It's going to look like this. It's going to jump from an animal (laughs) and an animal that we haven't really had a problem with before. Uh And it's going to be highly infectious uh, it's going to mutate quickly. It'll probably start someplace in China. Uh, and it will start, and in, in, we won't even know that you're infected. Uh, and you're still spreading this disease, which is not done in flus. But that's what the really bad one will look like. Okay, that looks like this one. Uh, and uh, it has every one of those earmarks. Right. Every one of them. It's going to be more contagious than SARS. It is. Um. <laughs> And uh, and you're just going to have to quarantine everybody. You're just going to have to stop everything. Okay. Now let's just uh, nobody in the world is freaking out. Okay. And you shouldn't freak out. We don't know. But can we just tie some things together? First of all, and I'm not sure of the actual carriers, but I know it was like KLM. I know British uh, Airways, Lufthansa. Big airlines all across Europe have stopped all transportation in and out of China. Okay? Mm-hmm. They're not they're not flying from Europe or to Europe anymore. We are. Uh Russia shut its border, the entire Chinese border. You ain't coming into Russia. Okay. Hong Kong. Mm. They built this brand new beautiful condominium complex in Hong Kong. And it wasn't open yet for sale. The Chinese government came in and said, we're going to put infected people in that building in isolation. Uh, and the Hong Kong people thought, no, you're not. And so the Hong Kong people got went in the streets and they burned the entire complex to the ground. Okay. So wait wow. a minute. I hadn't heard Ch- that. Yeah. China wow. doesn't have any space. For the 8,500 people, they got to ship them to a brand new condominium complex in Hong Kong. And the people are like, no, you're not. And they burn it to the ground. All schools, all schools have been shut indefinitely. And over 70 million people, 70 million people are now quarantined in China for something that has caused 200 deaths and has 8,500 people sick? I mean, there are other diseases that are going on right now that have 200 dead and 10,000 people infected with it. Um, Imagine our government saying, there's something going on right now and uh, we just want to get a handle on it. So we're closing Los Angeles, Chicago, no one in or out. Los Angeles, Chicago, New York City, Miami. Hell, let's just close the entire 
eastern seaboard, all right? Anything near I-95, shut down. I-95, no buses, no trains, no planes, nothing. Would mm. would we be saying, um, what are Wait, you not telling how us? How bad is this? Yeah. Is what you'd be saying. You'd be saying that. Because yeah, you'd cripple the economy. Right. The, um, Apple, uh, Intel, all of these companies, major companies, are thinking of suspending operations in China. We're now talking about the ports. The ports are now closing around the world for mm. from China. Jeez. Really? For something that's killed 200 people? Something just doesn't seem right. Unless China is just like, we are going to show everybody... You get a sniffle, and you will never spread it to another person. Oh, okay. okay. Or maybe they're mm. trying out, can we keep people in cities, and they're trying out all their new technology. Possibly. They're Doubtful. either being super medical and to hell with the economy, which no, no way. way, no way. We could have a plague here, and there would be reasonable conversations to have if you shut this down you will destroy the economy of america and it will take us five years and we may never recapture our position you must do everything you can to keep things open yeah what's happening it does sound like they're lying doesn't it it does it does and they've got a nice history of lying so the chinese (laughs) yeah yeah Shut up. Mm -hmm. I know it's hard to believe. Yeah. Yeah. Usually communist governments are so open and honest. Well, North Korea. Oh, forthright. Yeah. Yeah. Anything goes wrong, they tell everybody about it. Hey, look out. We might have a problem here. We just wanted you to know. So does this bother you at all? Have you thought of, I mean, I had a conversation with my family last night. I said, look, this is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Um, But let's just all mentally prepare this is what our line is going to be. If it looks like they're starting to cordon off areas, this is what our family is going to do. Um, I want you to call the schools and find out. So we go to a, uh, our kids go to an international school. So has a- are any of the parents, anybody been in China in the last couple of months? If so, we want to know about it. I don't need to know the names, but I want to know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, taking these precautions. Is anybody doing that? I don't think I don't think America is really paying attention to this And that's yet. really prudent because we only have what? We had the first person-to-person uh, infection in, was it Chicago? I think where the, yeah. the, the wife came home from Wuhan and her husband got infected. That's the first time that's happened here. So I, th- I think that's why... You know, there's only a few people infected that we are absolutely sure about. And if, if but if there were a thousand people infected in the U.S., I think people would really start to worry about it. A thousand people. Um, the the problem that could happen overnight. Is, the problem with this is the average flu, and think how f- common the flu is. The average flu has a um, an it's called an R naught rating, which means how. Uh, how easy it is to pass. For instance, smallpox mm-hmm. is like has an R naught rating of sixteen to eighteen. Twenty is the top, 
And it means that one person affected will infect 16 to 18 other people. Oh. Okay. The flu, the regular flu, is 1.1. So you have the flu. You're going to give it to just over one other person. All right? Mm-hmm. The Spanish flu, the one that was the pandemic of 1918, uh, was not infectious until you started to show symptoms. That's a big one. And it only had an r naught rating of 2.4. This one, they believe, has an r naught rating of 3.8. Okay, so it's, it's almost double that of the Spanish flu. And here's the bigger problem. You are infectious the minute you meet someone that has it, even if they show no symptoms, it can jump to you, and the incubation period is anywhere between 5 and 14 days. And in those 5 and 14 days, you can be spreading it, but you have no symptoms. And the way it spreads, handshakes, right? And then, like, if I shake your hand and you have it, and then I I touch my eyes, it goes through the eyes, the nose, the mouth. Correct. So it's not even airborne. It's not airborne. So anybody you shake hands with... Or if you get sneezed on... There's another problem. Yeah, but yeah. that's but that's nor that's the normal way flu. You people are like, mm-hmm. don't don't stay away from me. I got the flu. You're not contagious before you show symptoms. This, this one is. is. Yeah. So everyone you meet, everyone you're around, okay, if they have it, they don't even know they have it. And so this one, remember the the Spanish flu killed fifty million people worldwide. 675,000 here in America. Can you imagine something killing 675,000 Americans? I mean, to put it to put it into context, the Spanish flu um which only infected a third of the world uh and only killed 10% of that third. That killed more people than World War 1 and World War 2 combined. A flu, and it did it in 18 months. That's what we're concerned about. And quite honestly, it, it, you know, here's one time I'm saying maybe we should pay attention to Europe. If Europe is grounding their planes, why is the United States of America? We should be grounding our planes when it comes to China. Sorry, until we know what we're dealing with, no planes in, no planes out. Uh, Bill O'Reilly is uh, coming up in just a few minutes. There's a story out uh, today that is, I mean, I'm really, I'm really having a hard time uh, with this story. It comes out of Milwaukee. Listen to this. Dr. John Cox knew as soon as he heard the baby's cry that he had hurt his one-month-old adopted daughter. He accidentally had fallen asleep while cuddling the girl in bed early one morning last May, he said, and he must have turned on top of her. Cox, 39, a pediatric emergency room doctor at Children's Wisconsin Hospital, sat up, panicked. His hand shook as he assessed the baby, he said, fearing that he had smothered her. She wasn't in distress, but he could tell by the way she was moving that her left arm might have been broken or might have broken her collarbone. Common injury, blah, blah, blah. Cox called his wife, Dr. Sadie Dabrowski, who was out of town with her two older children and cried as he explained what had happened. She's a pediatric oncologist, blah, blah, blah. They both work at the Children's Hospital. Um, the 
uh, baby appeared fine to her, but just to be safe, take her into the pediatrician. That's what normal parents do who aren't doctors, she told him. What followed, according to more than 15 medical experts who later reviewed Cox's case, was a series of medical mistakes and misstatements by hospital staff members that have devastated Cox's family and derailed his career. A nurse practitioner in the hospital's child abuse team confused the baby's birthmarks for bruises. Um, seven dermatologists who have re- reviewed the case said those weren't bruises, blah, blah, blah. Well, they've taken the child. The hospital turned it over to the welfare system and they took the child and accused him of being a child abuser. So his career is over. All the doctors he works with are Mm. like, this guy is not a child. We've looked at the medical records. They can't overturn this. Now, this has happened to people who are not doctors. And we have been talking about this for years, years. We've been talking about this. Now, all of a sudden, the medical profession at the children's hospital are like, hey, this is an out-of-control system. (laughs) We should do something about it. Yes, we should. And I pray for this family. But how about all the rest that aren't doctors? This is the Glenn Beck Program.